You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. Wepa! What up, everybody? Welcome, one and all. This is a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast from your boy, Al Mega. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we have an amazing person. On air, I mean, you know how we do, you know, yes, this is Comic Crusaders, but I, I've told you before, we're going to talk to everyone. And this individual, I had the pleasure of meeting him in person, not once, but twice at New York Comic Con. And, and, you know, I wasn't even aware at first who he was when I met that first year, and then I started looking, and I was like, oh my God, this dude is a kick-ass video game journalist. One of the best coronavirus right for Times Guide. He's, he's been in PC Mag, Laptop Mag, Geekdom.com. You know, he's the host of the Throwdown Show on Twitch, right? He digs video games and comic books is how we connected. That's his big homie from the big NY, the one and only legend himself, Tony Poranco. What up, bro? Que pasa, Al, man. So good to be here. Thank you for having me on. That was a hell of an intro. That was amazing, bro. Like, yeah. I feel amped up just hearing it, yeah, man. Yeah, let's but, do it, kid. That's yeah, what man. it's about, that energy, bro. Because that's the energy you brought to me when we met, bro. When I knew your comic con at that press floor, bro. When we met, each other, I was like, yo, what up, what up? And you had this fantastic, you know, like, like uh, Jim Tarantula says with the psychomagnetism, we just uh, floated to one another. And say, yo, what up, homie? What we doing here? And it was just a blast to connect and meet. And just started to get to know who you were. And then when I started looking into it, I said, wow, you're, you're so fully acclimated and big as, as a Latino. Like, thank yeah. you, bro. I'm so proud of you. It's like, as a Latino, I'm like, whoa, you, you're fucking, you're murdering things, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, um, and I'm pretty sure you feel the same way, too. Like, you know, as Latinos, we got to be out there representing our people the right way. There's, you know, some people out there don't represent us the right way. It's like, listen, <laughs> we're out here. We're trying to do our thing. And thankfully, there's a lot more of us coming up every day. So, you know, it, it was great. And like like you say, when we first met, it was like instant. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Dominican, Puerto Rican, we just clicked yes, together. Man, hola, we're from the Caribbean. We love pasteles. And we love a cuchifrito. Pernil, all that, you know. You know uh, 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 what, what is it? Uh, uh, oh, my God, in the morning. Oh, my God. El mangu. <laughs> oh, mangu. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, bro. I you make good mangu with a couple of slices of the cheese and that egg with oh. the soft egg. Hey, muchacho. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, Tony, uh, I want people to understand who you are. So, uh, we say you're from New York, but you born and raised in New York? All right. So, I was actually born uh, in the Dominican Republic. Oh, so uh, Okay. Yeah, in the, in the early 80s, right? And they came to New York. In the late 80s, and I've been living in Queens ever since 1987. So, okay. you know, so yeah, born to make a lifelong New Yorker. So how, how old were you when the family decided to scoop on over to NY? Yeah, I was seven. Okay, seven years old. Seven yeah, years yeah. old. Bet. So yeah. uh, is that where you caught early influences on gaming and pop culture and whatnot? Was, was it in Santo Domingo or was it when you finally hit the stage? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So obviously, like Santo Domingo, I knew about, you know, I didn't know there were comic books, but I knew about the characters, right? They, they had the amazing – was it Spider-Man and his amazing friends that were showing that yeah. syndication on there? Um, the the Super Friends, right? They should show that. Those were my first introductions to those characters. And obviously, they were, like, big everywhere. So, like, my mom w- was telling me that, like, some of the first words I r- said and wrote were, like, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man, you know, Hombre Araña, right? So so that was, you know, how that I That was Mama, Papa, and Titi, apparently, right? And yeah, yeah, for real, bro. And then when I came to America, 
because the Mickey like I didn't know what it, I had no idea what a video game was at all, right? And then one day I was at I was chilling with my dad. He was we were at his friend's bodega, right? And I see this this way I described it as a kid, right? I see this big box with a television on it with some buttons and little characters running around. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, it's a, it's a video juego. I'm like, what's a video game? What are like you talking handsome. about? You know, so he gives you a couple quarters. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, just stick them into that red thing. You hit start. I'm like, okay. You know, so I go to this box, put in the quarters, and it was instant. I just instantly knew how to figure it out. It was the first game I ever played in my life. What was it? was Sega's Golden Axe, bro. Oh, what a game to play. Yeah, Holy shit. And after that, I just became a lifelong gamer. I got, yeah, Bobby, my mom got me I need it. a system right now. Bobby, got, can, can you buy this from him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a Nintendo, El Nintendo, as we used to call it. El you Nintendo. Know. Yeah, got that. But everything's got Nintendo. Everything, Even everything. if it's Sega, Xbox yep. is still Nintendo. <laughs> right, everything. You know, I got the, I got the Genesis. This Game Boy, all that. it was all Nintendo, you know, as far as my mm. mom was concerned, and that's how it started. But then, so it was pretty much those were my, and still to this day, my two primary loves: mm-hmm. power books, video games. You know, all right. So talk, talk about you finding, you know, again, I always love these stories. So you know, you're a little kid, you found video games. How did you start connecting with other kids? You know, any uh, did you at all find kind yeah. of a tribe that connected, you know, within this culture for you, and it, yeah. and, and kind of you know made you explore further? Yeah, I mean, you know, back in those days, there there was no internet. The internet did not exist, so yeah, it was yeah, just folks. me, me and my neighbors, right, you know, that were in my in my block. Not vecino, right, the cousins, little primo, you know, they had they had all their systems. Kids in school, you know, you would co-workers, houses in place, so our community was just whoever you could find, which is basically your family and your immediate neighborhood and your schoolmates, you know, so that's how that all started, you know, before the internet. And all my friends that I still, I'm still actually friends with most of these people today, all gamers, all gamers, and we eventually all found work in gaming in some respect, which is kind of hey, interesting. Word. Yeah. What the hell? Okay, let me ask you though: Are you still are you old enough to remember the Forty Second Street arcades? The real yes, ones. Yes, I remember those. I remember those. Yes, yes. So, yes. Th- did you spend time any time in those as a kid? Not as much because you know my my mom and dad weren't really like tr- about traveling like that. You know, um, <laughs> that's the last few Like they made it seem yeah. like it was so far. Like, dude, that's like a couple of stops. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't. I, I went to them a couple of times. Usually with cousins, you know, they're driving me up there or whatever. So like, because there was a lot of arcade stuff going on back then, right? Yeah, and we and, had two big arcades and then some small ones. But the two big arcades, I remember breaking night one time. My brother, yeah, me and my brother were gonna go to Jersey. So right. you know, the next day, because my mom was there. My mom said, "Well, you know, just go in the morning." So you know, and they left the day before. Muchacho, you know, us kids, what are we gonna do? Be devious. Yeah. So yo, Mike, wanna fucking break night? Let's go break. Yo, we broke night at the arcade. Like he, yo, he was being everybody's ass in Mortal Kombat. So yeah, man, that's that how so I was. Funny. You guys ever <laughs> went to um the the Chinatown arcade? No, I didn't see. Yeah, afterwards, that's that's that I missed that because that actually came into play and got more popular after yeah. those two closed down on Forty Deuce. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember again growing up, Forty Deuce was it, and then. I even saw a documentary that could attest to what I'm saying. Yeah. When that spot had opened up, it was actually to homage those because it's like, yo, y'all taking this away from us. We had lost one, and those owners saw what was going on. Okay. So let's yeah. open up another spot. They, were you aware of this video game history? Because yeah, I'm, yeah, no, I, mean, I, I know about. I, mean, I, 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 I love my yeah. games, bro. 
Yeah, you I, know, I, I know, I know, like, even if I didn't participate one-on-one, I know all about it. You know, you heard the, like, those became legends, you yeah. know, when, you know, for, from people went to the location, but, 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 with, people yeah. came out of there. Um, but with arcades, obviously, even though I didn't go to those arcades specifically, that, I was all about arcades, because they were everywhere back then, right? Like, in the early oh, yeah. 90s, right, when I really got into, really, really got into games, this when Street Fighter 2 came out, blew oh. up, so you had a Mortal Kombat cabinet, you had Street Fighter, you had all these cabinets in every bodega, yes. and then obviously yes. in Queens, we had a bunch of arcade places. There's this one place, yeah. on, I, I don't even know if it's open anymore, but it was on Main Street um, in Northern Boulevard, a lot of arcades there, me and my friends go there all the time. I, you know, there's this place, Jib Lane, it's a bowling alley, go there at, after school, or even after school, like, right near the school, go to Bodega, there's Street Fighter, you know, everybody's talking shit, you know, playing and stuff, so um, definitely had a lot of access, and then obviously back in the 90s, right, it was a combination, because you also had the comic book boom, right, Hell all the yeah. speculators coming in, so you would have arcades that were also comic book shops, so you play your arcade game, or you would have the comic book shop that had an arcade or cabinet or two, oh, I remember oh. there's one place, they used to have, it was a regular comic book store, but then they would have, like, cabinets of, like, Primal Rage or something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I love so, that damn game, yeah. hell yeah, son, yeah, so, talking, so, of, yeah. talking to me, Spy Hunter, that's my shit, oh, yeah, bro. man, right back there, the so, back, yeah, so, Virtual Fighter, Voice Mortal Kombat, you know how many yeah, wasted quarters, bro? A lot, man. <laughs> it wasn't wasted. Them. Yeah, it's spent quarters. I call it spent because there was spent time. Spent. It wasn't wasted because it wasn't. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It, it was yeah. because I had a blast. I remember back in Brooklyn where I grew up, you yeah, know, yeah. Kingsland, there was a little spot. Uh, it was it, that all the way in the back. They had It was this dark room, but they had like 15 cabinets. Yeah. Assorted games. It's like, yo, you could, man, could you spend an afternoon in there, boy? That's it. Yeah, if you had money, you'd be really spending it there. Yeah, you man. Oh, now you betting too because you know how it was. You putting quarters down and yeah, start yeah. betting because that was part of the Forty Second Street life when you mastered games such as Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, any yeah. fighting game, even Virtual Fighter. Is that like you putting quarters up and I take either for taking over the cabinet or you putting money up? Yeah. You know, right. I remember one day even my brother-in-law. I wasn't there that night, but apparently, like he was beating people so so badly that there was this one dude that's like, "Yo, if you beat me one more time, I think I'm gonna beat your ass." In real oh, life. that would happen. Fights would happen. <laughs> real fights, like a street fighter fight, would turn into a real fight, bro. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. talking about street fight. Oh, yeah. Duke. That's it, bro. Yo, and, and I know you guys must know this too. If you see like a, a Chinese kid or Korean kid. Don't mess with them because they will beat you. They like you cannot beat those guys. You know what I'm saying? So when you saw one of them step up, it's like, oh man, here we yeah, go. Uh, you know, so here's, those, here's those, my role. <laughs> yeah, so it's like those guys were like the gods. You know, um, yeah, man, just talking about it, that brings me back. I love those days. Those were so cool. And and there's nothing, there's no equivalent to that anymore at all. Absolutely not. You know? Absolutely not. Can, can I ask you that? Because you know, obviously, you yeah. were living that life. Did you ever get into that competitive mode with anyone and ever not, bet on games? In, yeah, not not in the arcade because I didn't want to fight anybody. I'm like, yo, you, <laughs> you, said you nah. see it. I'm like, listen, I'd rather watch the fight because it would always happen, right? But obviously at home... Homie had the popcorn just watching. Yeah, I was like, like mm, you better chill <laughs> with that. You know, because some things would get serious. Knives would get pulled out. Like, yo, this is real I hear you, son. You know? Um, no, but we would. it's just in the neighborhood <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, like after school, everybody gets together and we just... Yo, I, I tell you this, though. I got nice, bro. I got real nice. I was one of the top guys in my neighborhood, man, w- waxing everybody, you know? Like Street Fighter games for Capcom, those were my joints, bro. So we played all man. those. 
Um, there was this one guy, his name is Chris. He was the guy that always beat me, though. It's like, bro, I tried and tried and tried. But then the funny thing is, like, whenever I would get distracted, because we were playing the phone rings, I yeah. pick up the phone, I start talking. Then I beat him because I'm not focusing mm. on the fight. And he's like, yo, don't talk to people. Because his, his thing was like, he would recognize patterns and yeah. beat you on your pattern. But if I'm not using a pattern, I'm going to beat course. him, you know? So, uh, well, yeah, those days were fun. So, yeah, it was a bit like the, comp- the competitive stuff was really just your neighborhood. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, going to arcade because you kind of was like, listen, you're going to get, you're going to be competitive with those guys. You're going to get into a fight. You're going to get into a fight. This is one of the games that, that yeah. definitely started a lot of trouble for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. I still and, have that, and, too. And, and look yeah. at this one, though. I got the Japanese edition. Nice, nice. Yeah. That was another thing, and I'm glad you bring this up. Import games were a big thing. There was this one oh, place yeah, I used to go well. to called CPS Games. I don't even, I don't think they're around anymore. They're, oh, they're, 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 this is there an you I got the import, though. Yeah, yeah. There you go, mm-hmm. man. But, yeah, no, I used to go to this one place called CPS on Northern Boulevard. I used Love to have it. all the arcade, all the Japanese games because I had a Sega Saturn, right? Sega Saturn, I, oh, I bought that specific Great machine. Yeah, underrated. Yeah, Anything un- Sega was underrated. Even Dreamcast, bro. Yeah, People really slept was. on that shit, bro. You know, but, again, fighting games were my joint. So I was like, forget the PlayStation. I want the uh, I want the Saturn because I had yeah, the best. Man. Yeah, I had, I had the best ports. It was fantastic, man. Matt slept on. So who was getting yeah. you these systems, man? Was, was, did you want to save me some money, or was your family like, you know, just here? They thought, my yeah. puppy, what, what else you want? <laughs> yeah, I, yo, listen, man, I gotta, I gotta, give, I gotta, you gotta. <laughs> give, I, here's the thing. Like my mom would get me all these systems, but then I would only get like one game a year. <laughs> so most oh. of the <laughs> here's the latest system, but that's it. <laughs> no, it's it. So what I would do is I would just borrow games. Friends go to Blockbuster, you know. Yo, rent wasn't games Blockbuster great? That yo, bro. Yeah. Half, half my oh no no. Let me when I say half. Seventy five percent of my Nintendo sixty four cartridges are used Blockbuster. I still oh, got wow. the Blockbuster sticker on them, motherfucker. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. It wasn't until, like, um, the, the Dreamcast era where I started, you know, I, I had money, right, so I could just buy my own games. But before that, it was, like, it was mostly borrowing friends' games, you know? I still got both. I got both Dreamcast, though, the, the Japanese and American Nice, system. nice, nice. I, and I still have them to this day. And my daughter's like, why do you have two? I said, baby, look at the bottom. She goes, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't have the Japanese Dreamcast, but I, I bought it on nine nine ninety nine, the American one. When that came oh. out, man, I skipped school because I was going – just started college, right? I was like, yo, I'm not going to school that day, bro. I, right. This is Sega Day. This is real right now. Because I had saved up money that entire summer leading up to it, right? That was a trick. I remember the the first games I bought were Sonic Adventure. Obviously, I had to get Sonic Adventure. Yeah. And then because I was like, I need a fighting game. What What is Soul Calibur? I'll get it, sure. Dude, Soul Calibur was the shit. Oh, shit. Right? I got, yeah. I got mine with House of the Dead, the Japanese yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. House of the Dead, because I got it with a gun, because I had this yeah. ill shop. In Knickerbocker, Brooklyn. Yeah, you know yeah, Knickerbocker, right? Yeah, there was yeah, a little yeah, yeah. gaming store there. And I was always buying stuff. And, and when I saw that, this Japanese, I said, Quanto. Is it? Yeah. Yo, I'm not supposed to sell this. But yo, yo. Uh, oh, my hell yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yo, back then, yeah. I didn't care. But I, I, I was loving um, I loved the culture. It was just so much fun. Yeah, it was fun, great. You know, it was great. Business before. We had, and so, my favorite, WCW versus NWO. You know, let, let's have a Royal Rumble. They need to bring that shit back and make it online so that we can have a crazy Royal Rumble. Yeah, could you imagine that? Yeah, I don't know why they don't do that. You know, that'd be dope. Right? You Wouldn't know? it be dope? So, okay, so start talking about you then now. Here, here we are. You're a fan. When did you start yeah. really started getting serious about starting kind of getting into this journalistic avenue that you got into? How did that even happen? Oh, yeah, that, it's, it's kind of crazy because I always say I kind of fell into it by accident in a way. 
right? He tripped over that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like I know I, tri- <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit that, but it's true because what happened is like in the like late 2000s, right? You know, 2005, 2010, right? Okay. Um, that's when blogging or whatever became a really big thing on the internet. And my, my homeboy uh, Emilio Lopez, who's currently a, a artist for DC Comics, right? He, he does hey. colors for them. You know, he, him and Kari Randolph. You, you've seen their covers before, right? Um, so he, I've been friends with this guy since we were we're both about to be forty two years old. I've been friends with him since we were thirteen. Like, oh wow! So you've seen a homie grow up too in the yeah. business. And yeah, seen, exactly. This is so great! Wow, you've been around a creative circle, muchacho. Yeah, yo, it's funny because both me and him. I don't know how this happened, but remember, yo, remember a claim. Remember Acclaim? Oh, yes, yes, of course. So they were ha- they were hiring people, and we bo- when we were 15, we both signed up to, to get hired. Yeah, like, yo, it was real back no, then, man. No, I um, yo, it, yeah. me, I, I can tell you stories man. about Emilio. He's, he's my co-host on Throwdown, my, my partner, kind of my best friend in the whole world. And, like, I remember just going back a little bit before I tell you about my journalist story, right? So yeah. what we would do is Mortal Kombat was hot, right, especially Mortal Kombat 2 and 3. Um, all the kids in school, they would sell – the the moves and, and shit right like you know ah, like selling, yeah, so what we would do yeah. is to make ourselves differentiate ourselves because we well he still draws obviously I used to draw too he taught me a lot but I, I kind of fell off of that we would draw the characters and then list the moves next to them and then oh. sell like fifty cents to the kids <laughs> <laughs> you know um, I love it you, you hear people this is hustle real hustle <laughs> you know you without know, doing I, drugs you see because there's yeah, a yeah. game is drugs comics is Everything is a, is a hustle. You could give people things that they need and want. Yeah, you know it's funny. I'm, I, this is a little bit of a personal story, but that's kind of how him and I got together. Because um, when I started junior high school, I, I had this one friend. I'm not gonna say his name. I had this one friend, and he, this kid, was friends with Emilio since they were like toddlers, right? Okay. Uh, but but this pamper friend, partners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pamper partners. But the problem is, this friend he started getting into drugs and bad Other people, okay. and I didn't want to deal with that. He and Emilio didn't, so then we kind of bonded with that because we're both. We don't really do that stuff, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, but I, I, you, know, you see your friend destroying himself. You're not yeah, yeah. in that energy. You want to keep away from that. Yo, yeah, good, yeah, good on you, kid. Yeah, I, we That's didn't want to like I, I, I like. A very early age, when I saw my friends started getting into that stuff, you know how it is. We're minorities. We, we you know, our cultures kind of get into that stuff. I, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this is not for me, man. This is not good, you know. Um, but anyway, so around the late 2000s, he was like, hey, Tony, you play a lot of video games. You you beat them really fast. You, you, <laughs> like, you like to write. Why don't you start a blog? I'm like, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that because I thought it was corny, you know, people just, just writing on the Internet, right? I was like, that's not going to last stupid right um and then, <laughs> i love it and then like um in the early 2010s he goes hey you know what i'm gonna start a video game blog you want to do it with me i'm like all right i see it's not too bad it's just two people then we both look okay. stupid right so yeah exactly exactly <laughs> exactly so i started just writing some game reviews right i'm like hmm, i kind of like this this is dope you know so we did this blog it was called Cool stuff, the blog, because we were, we cool talked about everything, you know, comic books, <laughs> video games, everything, right? Um, uh, and then we we brought on his cousin Adam. What year was this? When you uh, did this, this was um, we first started in 2010, October. Oh wow! Oh, after, oh the, yeah, dude. The day OG. after that year's Comic Con ended, that's when we started. Oh, OG in the yeah. in the game, yeah. So, it, yeah, so I, so I, that's a lot of years right now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I've been blogging, you know, writing about games since then. So then what happened is just, just to go quickly through it. Um, we I did the blog for about a year and a half, and I liked it. And then there was this one website I used to follow called 
um the the bit bag right video game website mm-hmm. and uh the editor-in-chief torrence davis he was shutting it down he was going to start a new site called stfu and play yeah set the fuck up and play it was called that right yeah. <laughs> i'm like yo i got all these things i've written i'm gonna submit see what happens you know so yeah. he looked at my samples. He's like, yo, this is really dope. Join me. And that's how I got into the Ooh. video game industry, independent. Like, I started wow. going to E3, getting game codes, oh. my games and all that. And I was like, now, yo. Wait, this, yeah. wait a minute. So how did you feel? Have you ever gone to a gaming convention prior? No, never. The only so, the only experience I ever had was uh, Comic-Cons. That's it. That's all okay. I know. So, well, you know. Okay, so now that you're, like, getting acclimated into gaming, what was that first convention like for you? Because I know what mine felt like. Yeah. How did yours feel like? Uh, my first one was at, was an E3. It was an EA event, right? Because they have oh, pri- shit, private events. Yeah, yeah. They have private events. Boozy. Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, because the thing is, because Torrance, he had been doing video game stuff since 1995, right? So he already had his connections and all that, you know? So Acclimated. Yeah. Um, it was kind of interesting because I, I don't really get, like, so awestruck like that. I was just like, okay, I'm at, the, I, I'm at this event. I got to do my work, you know, so I go there, play the games, I have to interview some developers and all that. I felt it, it was very, very natural for me. You know, I didn't even, I wasn't even like stuttering. As a matter of fact, I remember when I would eventually go to my first E3, 2013, I was telling people, it's like, oh, this is my first E3. And they're like, it's your first? You're not acting like it's your first, you know, because I had already, you know, I'm just focused like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so it, it was, it was, I had to, I got to think about it more after I finished because when I was there, I was just doing the work, but then realized I'm like, oh yeah, now I'm not just a blogger at home, right? I'm like, actually like, oh, going to these places, I'm meeting people, meeting developers. Especially so when you start going through the business cards you collected, I'm sure, right? And and whatever yeah. swag they gave you, you go through this, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, it was it was definitely cool, you know, and that's obviously still going on uh, till this day, man. And you know, eventually into that late 2015, my, my homie uh, Jeffrey Wilson from PC Mag, he was like, yo, uh, geek.com and PC Mag, Mag. Need, need some, um, we need some news write-ups for the for the winter, right? And they were like, we, we'll, and we'll pay you. I'm like, oh, I've never oh, been paid for ri- Oh, paid writing. Yeah, Where yeah you already know, man. You already know. And this was like right before I met you too, so I had already been a professional by then. Nice. So I started writing for them. It was just supposed to be for those two months, November and December, yeah. right? But then after that, 2016, uh, geek uh, PC Mag was like, hey, we like what you do. If you want to just ever pitch anything like big features, we got you. Cool. And then oh, geek.com was like, yo, you want to just keep doing what you're doing, just more of it? I'm like, hell yeah. You know, so that's how I became a, oh, not, not a full-timer, so but like bro. a full-time freelancer for geek.com. And I stayed all the way with them until the site closed down, you know, back oh, in 2020. Shit. But luckily by then, I, I had already been writing for PC Mag, so it was an easy switch you know yeah yeah so and that's how i became and then obviously you know last year i you know because a lot of people during the the whole um coronavirus thing they had like a like an epiphany they were like i need to do something with my life i need to do something yes. and that's why i was like you know what tony freelancing is good but you need to apply for a real job bro like you can't just be doing okay. freelancing you know unstable even though to be honest during the the rona as as i call it my, my my job was actually pretty good. I was making a lot of money. You know? Yeah, but during the Rona, people were hungry for content. You know, yeah, one could, so no I one did, could go yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, let me just apply to some places. And uh, Tom's guy was interested, and it was a, it was a very simple thing. I got in real fast, and now I'm currently 
full-time employee. I'm a computing writer. I'm now I'm, I'm a tech. I'm still doing games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm I'm a tech writer, and I I, I review laptops, uh, computers, oh, tablets. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. So what, well, are you educated, if you will, in <laughs> yeah. this platform of technology? You got degrees or some shit on this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just I just have experience. I just because I've been doing Beautiful. this for long. You know what I'm saying? That's the so, thing. Well, what what is it about tech then? Talk to me. What is it about tech, Tony? That that that, that just got you, got you like hooked like a fish. Yeah, the thing is with tech, it, it was already uh, an extension of video games, right? Video games are tech themselves. So if you want to know, if you want to be serious about video games, you got to understand at least some of the basic tech. And obviously, I'm a very technological based guy. I have uh, right now. I'm looking at you with two monitors. I got all this stuff. Like I've always been into tech, and then I saw. I love your mic, man. Good yeah. Stuff. Dude, I've had this mic since the beginning, 2013, 2012. What am I talking and about? And it lives through last. Look, that's yeah. called quality, folks. Quality, yeah. Yeah, because my thing was like, yo, because I started podcasting in 2012, and I'm like, if I'm going to be podcasting, I need to do this seriously. I can't be just using a web mic. Um, but, yeah, with technology. You're that, talking about that you are on your 10-year anniversary of podcasting this year. Shit. Shit, you're right. Oh, yo, I didn't even think about think that. Think about that. Wow. Tony, you are on your 10-year anniversary. Yo, yo, that's you a, bugged me in. Yo, I, I yeah. but yo, I'm so proud of you. 10 years that's, of yeah, podcasting years. in this I just space. Realized, yo, in August, bro, it's going to be 10 years. I, yo, you need to do something big for August, bro. And if you need my yeah. help, I'm there for you. Because, bro, that, as a Latino yeah, podcaster, yeah, that is a huge very few of us do that. The only one I could think of right now is our boy. Got to give respect to Danny Pena from Gamer Tag Radio. Oh, Danny you, Pena. Yeah, I know, know Danny you Pena know. through PopFest. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about PopFest, Tony. I know about PopFest. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. how I met Danny, and like he became immediately a hero to me. Yeah, yeah, Danny. Because a Latino in gaming, and like he is a Hall of Famer. Yes, as a podcaster, he's a Hall of Fame uh, like winner, winner. You know, you, Bro. You know like. Yeah, Bro, Danny. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep it real. Me and Danny, because we're both Dominicans, we're mad tight. We, we, I talk to Danny every single day. That's my homie. Yeah, and he wait, so me how, how did you meet Danny? E3. Um, I'm, it's kind of E3? funny how this works. Oh. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about Danny. So I met him during my first E3. I had already known about Gamer Tiger Radio. I knew about Danny, but it was kind of very cordial. You know, hey, how you doing? Whatever, right? Um, I met him again the next year and the year after that. But it wasn't until like 2015 where I saw him at the pre E3 press room, and I came up to him. And I really introduced myself, and I told him, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm Dominican and all that. When he heard that, it was a rap. It was a rap, you know? That's what we do. Uh, uh, yeah. when, when we hear you, we Latino, hell yeah, bro. You know what? Yeah. Now we build it like glue. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, yeah, no, Danny, that guy. Blue. Yeah, really exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that dude's an inspiration. He's my brother. Love that guy. He, yeah, you know, personally, he helped me out a lot, you know, during the Rona because yeah. he was in New York during that time. So I would hang out with him all the time. Wow. It was good just to see people and all that. But um, here's the thing. My current iteration of Throwdown, it will be, ooh, ooh, it's going to be episode 400 in September. So that's going to be 400? Yes, yes. Muchacho, yo, bro, you yeah. know what? Let me say this here. Maybe you're not aware because I didn't state yeah. it early on. But this is my 150th Comic Crusader podcast. So you are my 150th guest. That's awesome. And I started this on Undercover Case, and I moved it over to Comic Crusader because of some stuff. Because I'd rather do it on my baby. And, uh, yeah, you're my 150. Yeah. Wow, bro. I'm proud of you, bro. Yo, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, far away. I didn't, I, I'll yeah. No, you'll, you'll get there. But here's the thing. You're, and you're a comic book guy, so you know this. You know that <laughs> at every 50th issue, you have to, you know, it's got to be something special, right? 
you know, or actually every 25 issues, one, you know, 25, 50, yeah. 75, 100, 125, 150. So I'm this, even this more special. honored. I'm even more honored to be on today. And you know what? Because this is special to me yeah. because, you know, people don't see this. But, yeah. you know, you're also a little bit more different than most people because you're yeah. also in a wheelchair. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even bring that up. That that's yeah. kind of shows you how unimportant it is. But, yeah. yeah it's, it's unimportant, but it's, I want people to just yeah. understand that, like, yeah, this is our man. You, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him, right? Yeah, Yo, yeah. This is why he uber uber more makes me proud and impressed. Yeah. Because oh, it's like, yeah. yo, um, I, I, I see so many people in life that just don't do and try to come up with every excuse. Yeah. But then I see you at fucking cons doing what you're doing as a journalist and everything. I'm like, you inspired the fuck out of me, Tony. Just thank you. Thanks, you, just, you are another Danny Vega. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you are Tony Polanco. And you are an inspiration, my brother, to the Latino community because you are, you know, you don't let anything stop you from reaching goals. You are. I saw somebody on Instagram say, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're gonna talk to Tony. He's an incredible human being." No. I was like, "Wow!" But I mean, you know what? And I agree because your energy is just fire but you got that whip on too <laughs> man, you already know, man. Dominican man that's how we do man and that's my thing I'll, you know I'll, I'll give you a quick little history on that and I'll, and I'll tell you my kind of my life motto alright cause yeah that's what happened in the early 80s right there was an epidemic of uh, polio happening in Dominican Republic late 70s early 80s right and you know me and I did have a, a twin brother right uh, we went to go get uh, vaccinated that's where we caught it. Unfortunately, oh. um, my, my brother passed away. I didn't know him, so I, you know, I, I don't feel bad. I, I didn't know the guy, and that's why I ended up coming to America, right? Because um, my my spine was kind of messed up, so I needed to get an oh, operation wow. in America. And then when in and originally we were just supposed to be here until I healed, go back to Dominican Republic. But then my mom saw, I was like, "Yo, life is way better for him in America." <laughs> right, know, so she's like, I'm, like, I'm, gonna, "I'm keeping him here." And I've been here ever since, but yeah, that my my general thing is like, um, I I still have my brain, I still have life and spirit. Why am I? What am I going to complain about? You know what I'm saying? And I see a lot of people, and I'm not trying to bring people because everybody has their own struggles or whatever. But I see a lot of people that shouldn't be complaining. They complain about petty stuff. I'm like, dude, get over it, bro. (laughs) You don't hear me complain about nothing. I just do what I do, you know? So I'm glad that, you know, and that's something else I think about too, not only as a Latino, right, but I'm also, you know, as as a handicapped person, I want to make sure that people know, yo, you could do this. You know how many people I had people tell me, yo, I didn't know we were allowed to do that. As a Latino. I love it. What do you mean allowed, bro? What are you You talking about? You fucking do it. Look at me. No one told me I could do this, but I did it. Yeah, I want to exactly. do it different because I want to show love and positivity and also motivation and encouragement, you know, yeah. through people like yourself, Tony. I yeah, mean, man, um, again, uh, that, bro, that, you that, inspire that, the fuck out of me. Again, that's um, that's just real talk. Because you know, I here I am, you know, you know, and you I, I want to reach your plateau. I want to be, you know, right. I'll make that big journey and say, <laughs> Tony, bro, I want to, I want to get to you. No, that, that's you. great to hear, man. Um, and I'm glad you say that because, you know, I am trying to be the best person I can. I, I fuck up sometimes. I'm human, you know what I'm saying? But I, I'm trying to, you know, be inspirational. And I learned this from when I went to PAX East in Boston, 2014, right? Because at that point, I had just, in my head, I'm just Tony Polanco, video game journalist. That's it. That's all I thought of myself as, right? But this is the response I got from a lot of people after the show. Because, you know, you know me, bro. I make friends with everybody, right? Yes, you do. After the show, I got a lot of people hit me yes, up on Twitter do. or even DMs like, yo, Tony, very inspirational to me, another Latino in this game. I'm like, 
Oh, 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 stuff it oh. follows you immediately, yeah. bro. You know, you yeah. saw that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was like, I was like, I'm not just a gaming journalist. I'm a Latino gaming journalist. I got it. So I got to, oh, yeah. I'm always aware of that because think about that, it like yeah. this, right? If I see a name, you know, like uh, on, a, on a review, right, that says like Adam Sessler, that's cool. That's cool. Brian Crescente. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's one of us, bro. You know, yeah, by the way, he's talking to, about how does he see it? Yeah. <laughs> by the way, shout out to Brian Crochet. He's one of the first gaming journalists I ever met when I when really? my first when I went to my first Comic Con as a journalist in 2013. He was mad. Ch- you know, Wait, he was you know what? So many, I didn't ask you this because we're talking yeah. about all these journalists. Did you yeah. have any early inspirations as a journalist when you were like you know diving in? Because I'm pretty sure you did research. Okay, how do I write a review? Was there anyone that you kind of you know inspired? Yeah, um, it, it's kind. Of, I, I don't have any names because a lot of these guys, like, I didn't look up their names when I was a kid reading them. But I was like, I want to write like those dudes did in EGM and Game Pro magazine. Remember oh, those magazines? So, I was like, yes, I want to. Yes. Till this day, I'm like, I want to write like those guys do. Dope. You know. Um, but yeah, writing a game review came very natural to me, bro. Very natural. It was like podcasting. When I did my first podcast, I'm like, okay, this is easy. I like, I know I didn't have to. Like, if you listen to my first podcast, I sound just as confident then as I do now. There was no because you. Can you, I you, ask you? Yeah, go ahead. When you did your first podcast, because a lot of people are like, oh, I gotta spend mad bucks, this that. How did you prep for your first, if you know, podcast? How did you prep to even get into this space? Yeah, okay, so going back, so we were, you know, my first website that was on was STF and Play, and there was already an established podcast on there called The Video Game War Zone that Torrance hosted, right? He's, he was hosting that forever, right? So a couple of the guys were like, hey, actually, there's one guy specifically, AJ, he was like, we should have another podcast for the newer guys on the site. And I was like, Tony, um, Riku's son, he was still my friend, like, you guys want to help me with this podcast? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and he's like, we'll do it in about a week. I'm like, okay, if we're going to do this in a week, I need to be serious, and that's why I bought this mic. This is a Samson mic. It's a um, nice. yeah, I'll tell you number, but um, yeah. So I bought the Samson mic, um, and you know we got on the show, and then I know I, I think you know he I wasn't I wasn't the host originally, right? Of Throwdown, I did name it though, right? I named the Throwdown. You um, named it. Yeah, hey, named it. Yeah, yeah, well, throw it um, out there. I love it. No, but but um, and then we, you know, I would kind of come up with the show notes and stuff, the things we would talk about. Then as things went on, the original host wasn't able to do it anymore. So then I took over, and then okay. so that first first episode version of Throwdown, I stayed on it till uh, sixty six episodes, right? And then unfortunately, at the leave because I went to work for uh, Dual Shockers, uh, the website, um, they were run by Dominicans back then, right? Um. And it was kind of funny how this worked because when I did when I hosted Throwdown, I was like, my two favorite podcasts are the Warzone and the Dual Shocker Shockcast. So I'm gonna combine those two, right? Okay. So then when I went over to Dual Shockers, I started hosting the Shockcast. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> I started hosting it, you know. I so then I was, yeah. So then I was like, I was like, I'm gonna flip. make it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna make it more like Throwdown, <laughs> you know. I love it. Um, but yeah, so, but, but yeah, so that's, that's how that happens. Yeah, you know, podcasting, very natural for me. And, um, what I did was for this version of Thorne, cause we did like a comic, we did a reset number, number mm. reset, right? 2014. I was like, I'm going to make sure that this podcast is not tied to any website. So in case I ever Love do it. get hired by anybody, they can't yeah. take it away from me. Like right now, I, Tom's guy can't take this away from me because it's mine. It's it's just my own thing. It's not tied to anybody, you know. So and I love it. That's the thing I do. Purely. Do we I have a Throwdown.com website? Because if you don't, you better get that shit. Yeah, yeah. It, you literally just named it Throwdownshow.com. That's it. Throwdownshow.com. Beautiful. 
Yeah, that's where you can listen to all our past episodes. But I would suggest people go to our Twitter. At th- there it is on the screen, at Throwdown Show. That has links to everything because we are on every podcast app you can think of. We're, hey! Uh, yeah. Uh, tw- so how, many, on- how many shows yeah. you drop, man? How, how, what's the schedule uh, two, like? Trust me. Yeah, so we go live on Twitch every Thursday and Sunday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Thursday is when we do general gaming news of the week, right? It's just me and, and me and our friends, we talk about games. And then the Sunday show is where we take fan questions. And I'll tell you so a story tonight, about that. That's tonight, folks. Don't yeah, fuck tonight. around. You better yep. tune in tonight yeah. at 10.30. And let me tell you what happened. Yeah. So the original version of Throwdown, what we would do is we would end every episode with fan questions, right? But the fan questions got big. So we would do these, like, almost four-hour episodes. Like, okay. Yeah, you got to – I yeah. know, you know, rabbit hole questions, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so, so we're like, okay, split this in half. One show and then another one. You know what I'm saying? And originally we used to do everything. We used to do mostly video games, but we used to do pop culture and, all, and tech. Okay. But now all we do is just video games, although – like I think it's three times a year, I believe we do AMA specials where you just ask us whatever. Those oh. shows get crazy, <laughs> you know. Well, all right, so Tony, man, you know I don't want to say too much more yeah. time, but I want you to talk to me right now about, you know, as you know, any gamers out there, what are what are some games that we should be looking out for right now? You know, you know whether we're PS Fivers, Xboxers, you know, Ataris or yeah. or whatever. <laughs> How do you, yeah. Wait, wait. Even before you answer that question, the Atari released that VCS system. Have you had a chance to look at it? Any thoughts? No, I haven't. Here's the thing, because I again, I came to video games very late in the. In, even though the Atari was around when I was alive, I never had huh? experience with it. You know. So you, I, you haven't even seen the new VCS system? No, I've got? seen it, but I'm I'm just saying I don't personally don't have any interest in it because I'm ah, like, okay. I, 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 that's a just, that's a yeah I, I don't give I don't care I'm just that's beyond it. you right now yeah, you know, yeah. I don't need eight bit I'm I'm only thirty two bit and beyond leave me alone no 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 it's like eight Money bit play. and above eight bit and above you know that, that, that's Nintendo four bit, right? yeah yeah no no Nintendo yeah I don't know what what bits <laughs> the Atari was but it was under eight I can tell you that it was probably under four for sure um but yeah right bit, now I love it bro you yeah, me, um, I love it you're gonna make me research. Yeah, um, as far as gaming goes, gaming is interesting right now because, you know, obviously we have the PS5, Xbox Series X, they're the newest consoles, but at the moment, unfortunately, because of the semiconductor shortage, right, chip shortage, very hard to find these consoles, very hard Bro, to find Bro, not just them. consoles, even fucking um, Everything. Um, um, graphics cards, because here I'm shopping so, around for my daughter, yeah. and, you know, they're telling us you gotta get a 3060, but it's gonna cost you like this. You know, yeah. and we on the, you know, I've seen 2060 is a fair value. 1060 seems, everybody complains. 2060 seems to be a good median, you know, because yeah. that 3060 is like pretty hot right now. Yeah, like the RTX 30 cards right now, they're very different. As a matter of fact, what I ended up doing myself. Yo, they're going for almost got, a rack right now. Yo, I got tired of waiting. So what I did was I just went to this website. It's called nzxt.com. And I had a pre-built because they had 3080 Ti's. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go that way. And thankfully, I only ended up paying $200 more for the card than it originally cost. It was oh, ethic. okay. Yeah, so – but it shows you how bad it is. But that, that's, a whole, that's the stuff I deal with on a day-to-day basis when, you know, for my regular job, you know, like looking into these graphics cards. But, yeah, when it comes to gaming right now, if you're lucky enough to have these systems – but here's the thing. Even if you have a PS4 and an Xbox, you're okay because most yeah. of these games are coming to these system, systems anyway, right? So right now the games I would look out for are – uh, Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation, PS4, PS5 that's coming uh, right now. Xbox, the big thing with Xbox is the Xbox Game Pass. You pay $15 a month, you get everything. But they got the Xbox. Ultimate, right, that just came yeah, $15, out. $15, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to sell me on this. They try it out for a dollar. 
Yeah, dude, dude, trust me, trust me. You, 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 you like say you got a daughter too, bro. Yeah, get get this for her, especially you know for kids. I yo, ima- Al, imagine if they had Xbox Game Pass when we were kids, man. That bro, listen. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, but then our parents will give me, coño, tú no mata en la televisión, yeah. con el Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you already heard that. Mommy is an Xbox. Stop it with the Nintendo. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so that's what's going on. So, yeah, that's the main one right now. Um, the, I would say more, but the problem is a lot of games keep getting delayed, so I don't want to tell you. But God of War Ragnarok, hopefully that comes out this year. I believe it is. That's also Ooh. a PlayStation game. That's going to be real hot. And then right now, you know, the big news in gaming was, Microsoft bought Activision. Yo, you know? bought, bought out, man. How do you feel about that? Because I know, listen, one thing about my personal feelings, I love looking at your team. When you start talking about gaming, man, do you get responses and start touching on people's emotions? So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so talk about what, what are your feelings about that, you know, takeover, if you will. Yeah, obviously, you know, the. It is not even hyperbole. It is the biggest gaming takeover in history. Not bar none. Sixty-seven point seven billion, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars. A lot of money. Right? Um, and here's the thing. And it's kind of interesting because I've been asking myself this question since this happened. Like, who is this good for? How is this good for gamers? Right? And it's definitely good for Xbox gamers because they're going to have Call of Duty, uh, World of Warcraft, yeah. Overwatch. Wait, but didn't Call of Duty kind of try to say oh, we're going to try to stay PS exclusive? They are, but but here's the thing, though, right? And this deal won't go through until next year, right? But I guarantee you this. They're going to keep them on PlayStation for now. That's what they say, right? But for a year. But think about it like this, right? If you're just a regular consumer, which one do you get? Call of Duty on PlayStation for $70, right? Or Call of Duty on Xbox. For fifteen dollars a month, but I'd rather get it there because I'm not going to get only Call of Duty, but I'm going to get a shitload exactly. of other games. And <laughs> on top of that, you you know you're going to get all those Call of Duty exclusives day one on okay, Xbox. Okay, can I ask you, you know? Tony? How do you feel about that change in the industry where you're going from you know owning a cartridge, a disc, to going to this cloud based like I have with this digital file? Yeah, uh, I went all digital last last uh, last generation. Are you confident in it? You know, yeah. do, do you feel that you really own that? No, I I don't, but I don't care to be honest. Like like it, here, here's the way I see it, right? It is so much easier to have a game just download than buy. It. Here's the thing: when you buy a disc, that disc is only a transport to get the game onto your hard drive. It puts the entire game in there. Right? Now so, that we now that we have hard drives, no, yeah, no, but I'm talking about this, 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 <laughs> I started the PS4 generation buying games like I normally did, but when I realized, I'm like, wait, I'm just installing the entire game into a hard drive. Why am I bothering with this shit, right? So then I stop. I stop buying physical games. So I personally don't mind. It's more convenient. And my thing is, once I beat a game, I'm good. And I never was a person that resold my games anyway. So. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. So it's, you really, yeah. once you beat it, you're done. You don't care. I, me, I like to have the disc. You just say, yeah, yeah. I beat this shit. And, you know, I have it. Well, the thing is, the trophies tell you if you beat it or not. You know, no, I'm just a fine, collector. Man. My <laughs> thing is, I yeah, I know. But my thing is, I want companies to keep making physical games for guys like you. I don't want them to be taken away. But I'm saying, for me personally, I, I'm not. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. I, you have know? you seen? I know there's some publishers. I mean, I keep getting impressed with these people keep doing even games for Game Boy. If you were Game Boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, in, in New York, there's that shop on Sixth Avenue that's done games do it, with yeah. Dreamcast still. I yeah, don't even know that shop. Of course, yeah. There's um, there's a game. There's a company called Limited Run Games. They specialize in making physical versions of 
DLC. For old systems, too. Yeah, for old systems, too. Yeah, they do it, man. So, yeah, again, the collector's market for that, it's going to change, obviously, but it's still going to be around because there's still a lot of people like you that watch physical games, and I think we need that. That's important. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I see yourself behind you. Look at that shit. Above yeah, that, but there's a... Yeah. Goddamn, bro. <laughs> all PS3 games. I stopped. Goddamn, bro. That's all PS3 only? Yeah, that's all PS3. Coño, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, with PS4, there's a couple PS4 <laughs> games in there, but it's like, why am I bothering? Like, why am I doing this, you know? And now, obviously, we're getting into game streaming. A lot of companies into that. Xbox Game Pass, if you have the Ultimate version, you yeah. can do streaming. It's great. X5 is fantastic. So, so you, you think know? that I should go that avenue then with that? Because I oh, got no, no. that email. I was looking at it, and I was like, hmm, I feel like it, but I'm still a little bit unsure. You know, yeah, I'm no, still um, on the Xbox One. I got the X. The yeah. S, I mean the S. Oh, matter of fact, oh, the S is a good system, by the way, so you're good with that. But I would suggest getting um, Xbox Game – it was it $15 uh, for Ultimate yeah. Xbox Game Power. Get that, and then you're going to be able to play Halo Infinite, even though you could play it right now, oh. better looking through streaming. Cause it's I be- love that you yeah. said Halo. Yeah, man, Halo How do Infinite. You feel? How do you yeah. feel about that new Amazon, Amazon show popping up about Halo? Yeah. Are you aware of it? I'm aware of it. I, I – don't really don't care. care. Yeah, you're, don't not, really you're care. not into in, into TV medium. You just, that um, game under the core or what? Yeah, okay. like I'll I'll dabble in TV once in a while, but like I feel TV has just for me has, the quality has just gone <laughs> down. So like I because I keep watching these shows, right? I, like I was like, this is terrible. The thing that broke the uh, what the, disappointed the, you? Tell me the thing the thing that killed it for me. Finally, after a bunch of years of going, this is terrible. Star Trek Discovery. I'm like, okay. Oh, why am I doing this to myself? This is te- I love Star Trek. It's my favorite sh- like franchise, right? They terrible show. Terrible. You know what? Show. He got so mad he actually stood up on that. Yeah, exactly. I did, bro. It. Serious, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, and the thing is, I don't like being committed to like all, an entire season or two. I'm like, I, I don't, I can't do this. Okay. And you know what else broke the, the camels back too? Um, the CW show. I used to watch all those superhero oh, shows, right? It. And at, the quality just went down and down and down. I'm like, uh, I'm not doing. It got too emo. Too, yeah, too, yeah. too political. If you yeah, I mean. it did. I was like, I, was like, know, I can't do it. I want to have fun. I don't want to be told yeah, yeah, all this Yeah, stuff, but listen, you know, you know we, we live in the news as it is. Please yeah, yeah. give us something that entertains us. This is what I love about the HBO Max shows. You yeah. know, they stay away from that. They have some crazy ill concepts, and, you know, they, they, they stray away from that politicalness. That, you I'm going to tell you this, man. I, I'm glad for HBO Max. I got to see uh, Godzilla and Dune on day mm. one. That was really dope, you know. Um, Did you like Dune? I love that movie. Oh, Dune was my favorite movie of the year, man. And what Thank I love you. about that movie was it was so different than all the other Hollywood movies you're so used to. And I yes. didn't realize how bad movies were until I saw them. Like, <laughs> Whoa! Like, porqueria. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is how you do it, coño. You know what it is, Al? You know what it is? It's like I had been used to eating potato chips this entire time. Then I eat a big, fat steak dinner. I'm like, you went, yo! You, you went from fucking corn chips to filet mignon. Yeah. Or you know what it is, though? Or like a baby, <laughs> right? You know, a baby's just used to eat, like, having like breast milk and then you get yeah. something sweet it's like i don't want breast milk i want this i don't want this titty no more yeah. <laughs> you know so i felt like that when i when i watch it, i'm like whoa well, this is cause, okay you, you, when you watch movies out you're waiting for that joke to drop every five yeah. seconds right none of that it was just serious and then the funny thing is the next movie i saw after that was shang chi i'm like okay this is exactly why i don't like modern movies it, it was just bad i didn't like that at all like, I, I did, no. did you see eternals uh, that was basura. That was ah. terrible. Oh my god, that was such well, a bad I told, movie. I told my last podcast that I fell asleep on that movie 
within the first 30 minutes, and I'm like, I have never in my life fallen asleep on a Marvel movie. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, we're almost wrapping up here, but Phase 4, except for Spider-Man, has been terrible. Yo, that, okay, opinion. what are your thoughts? Yeah. Did you see that shit day and day? What are your thoughts on Spidey? Because I know you're a comic fan. Talk I'm, to me, bro. You, I may have a little bit of a controversial take on Spider-Man, but mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this right now. So I saw Spider-Man the day before. It was a couple of days before it actually came out to Worldwide. Uh, at a screening in in Manhattan, my my friend Emilio invited me because, um, oh my God, I forget the homeboy's name, but it was like uh, he, this guy's a bit, very big, prominent person in the Puerto Rican community, right? And he invited a bunch of Latinos to see Spider-Man. And he had a, oh. a fucking dance for us, some uh, Puerto Rican people doing a, a dance thing for us. It was so oh, cool. Um, uh, uh, Spidey was dancing some salsa and merengue. Yeah, it was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because his son was dressed as Spider Man. He was dancing and shit. It It was dope. So, but the thing is, and I'll say this: Spider Man No Way Home was a very good movie. My problem was I felt it relied too much on nostalgia. I'm like, okay, so all right, but why is yo? I hate when okay. Let me stop you. I hate when you say fan service. What's the I didn't say. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say. No, because, no, you I said, said nostalgia. nostalgia. Yeah. yeah, you say nostalgia, but nostalgia yeah. does actually equate to offense. Because we're loving it. I mean, for me, this was a fun. They yeah. made made it a fun movie. But go ahead, give me your yeah. take. But I hate when people say no, that because no, it's no just like, damn, yo, yeah. it's just like you know. I, yeah. I I thought it was just fun. Yeah. No. Again. I'm not taking that away from anybody. You like the movie? That's fantastic. But for me personally, I feel we've seen this trend for too long where it's just <laughs> let's just rely on the past okay. to give you that quick hit. You know, it yeah. just felt very a cheap way of giving you the quick buzz. You know what I'm saying? You want to see more originality. I want to see more. But I will tell you this, though. The best part of that movie for me, no spoilers, is the ending because it promises us Spider-Man movies that are not reliant on Tony Stark tech. Or Absolutely. Stuff. So that Agreed. ending, I'm like, yes. And I will say this, though. I, you know, actually, no, no spoilers, no spoilers. But I will say there's this one specific <laughs> character. He had his own amazing series of movies. I did you know who I'm talking about. I'm trying to be, you know, no spoilers. I, know, I, know. I did not like him or his movies. I thought he was great in this. I'm yeah, like, I I'm like so I was like, oh, so this this is a, a similar situation. This is a similar situation with Henry Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, great Superman, terrible Superman movies. So I'm gonna say that about this character. <laughs> great character, bad movies. You know. So do you want to see? Do you want Henry to come back as Supes? Absolutely. I want to see Henry Cavill come back because I don't feel he has gotten a right to cl- Yeah, he, not yet. Hey, close, close, yeah. If you're going to close that Superman, close with a hit. No, don't, no, 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 close. Give him three more movies as Superman. Three more. And this guy's great. He's he, And he's the he thing about, about Henry. He's into He's a nerd like us. He's into this stuff. He, he knows is. what he's doing. And so, like, please have and, and And have him acting the way he normally acts because I remember, because all I knew about Henry him. Cavill was yeah. Superman's uh, persona, right? So I was like, oh, he's kind of a uh, like a like a down kind of guy. Da- then I see him in real life. I'm like, this guy's charming as hell. Why the fuck doesn't he act like that in the movies? You know? I get you. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I was privy to a, a press panel with him. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Very charming dude. Very charming dude, you know? Very great energy. Definitely yeah. loves the roles that he plays. Yeah. You know, give him the opportunity. You know, when it comes to DC, people put so much hate on it because they really expect DC to be on that level of Marvel. But you got to understand, Marvel has a different, you know, general manager, if you will, that yeah. that, that, that is, you know, has a plan. 
and the people behind DC, it's just, you know, too many hands in the bucket on the DC side. Yeah, which, I agree. Which is what hurts, you know, the, the, the that, that universe, you know, to make yeah. it something to look as straightforward as what Marvel has done. Yeah, like you're right. You don't need to be like Marvel. But just make good movies, man. That yeah, Peter Shazam you know? for me is one of my Shazam favorites. I, I like. I love it. Thing. Here's the thing about the DC movies. I like the solo movies. I I I think Man of Steel was good. I like Man of Steel. Man I like Steel, yeah. Shazam, I like I, I like Wonder, Squad yeah, two for me. Yeah, with the best. two two. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman, the first one, great, fantastic. You know, agreed. So Number so two, not so, so much. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not gonna talk about that. But I don't want to talk about. Yeah, and you know what? love. As corny and cheesy it was, I enjoyed Aquaman too. It was fun. You know? Aquaman is fun too. Actually, yeah. you know what? It's like when people sit on that first store, they're like, yeah, have you seen the imagery? Like, yo, just appreciate it. We're seeing yeah. Asgard, we're seeing all this. It's like, shut the fuck up. I love Thor. I love Aquaman. Yes. I mean, those are good movies. They like, stop talking. You know, listen, I had a deal. With Roger Corman movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> How about that? Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Please! You know, oh, I dealt with that shit, you know? Yeah, remember and that Fantastic Four movie that never got released that he did? Bro, Jesus I love that, 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 that. Even when, when Reed stretched, his arm was so stiff when it bounced. <laughs> it's like, damn, go ahead. That's not rubber. That shit is stiffer than my cock sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, yeah. I, know. yeah. I don't use Viagra, yeah. folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man this is how we get yeah, we get passionate about we get yeah, we get passionate about comics around here, man. Yeah, don't you fuck know? around, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying, bro. So I, I yeah, but Tony, you've been such an amazing guest. I appreciate the fuck out of you, you know, hanging out with me and sharing your story, your journey, and all. So in this journey, please share one piece of advice for everybody. Like, like yo, you know, because again, people should know who you are. But what piece, what, what one piece of advice can you share with people that are even trying to step in? Yeah, here's my thing, right? If you're really passionate about something, don't quit. Keep it going. There's, I'll keep it real, right? Because this happens to everybody. There have been moments in time during my journey where I wanted to quit. I'm like, this is too much bullshit. I don't want to deal with it. But I kept with it, and I persevered. And that's the thing about anything, any venture you want to do, right? Whatever, um, if it's work, family, a, a loved one, whatever, you know, if you stick with it and you keep, uh, like, if you don't stop, you will reach your goal, you know, but the, the key is when things get down, don't let that defeat you because those down times will happen. It, that's just how it is. So it is. you just keep pushing, be consistent. You're going to do what you want, man, you know. So I say that to any creative out there, you know, no matter what you're doing, podcasting, uh, YouTube, writing, whatever, novel, whatever, whatever it is that you're doing. Keep pushing ahead, man. Make connections because you will get where you need to be, man. And you got and be positive about it. Don't be negative because people don't like negativity. Be positive as much as you can. Don't fake the funk, obviously, but try to see the positive whenever you can because those things will get you ahead. You hear that, folks? And that's the truth. That's how we roll. It's not about focusing on anything hateful. We're not here to hate. We're here to right. celebrate in love. We're not going to talk about things we don't enjoy. We only celebrate people that we love. Energy that we love, just like yours. Because look at you, man. You know that those are great words, man. Great advice. I appreciate the shit out of you, bro. You keep rocking as a Latino. Let me give you your flowers, bro. Just thank you. Thank you for being bold and brave, my brother. Even with everything you do, you're like, you know, yo, but you really are an inspiration. So you should know this. Go to sleep every night knowing that you. I, I think you may inspire a person every day because the way that you do your thing. You know, you don't let anything that's going on in your life stop you from being who you are. 
you know, you share your opinion, you reel about your opinion. I love your fucking Twitter. Like, you share shit. I, I be laughing. It puts a smile on my face all the time. Like, yo, yo Tony don't fuck around, yo. He, he, really, he really does love this, you know, culture and business. And you can see it through the social media shares because he's not trying to be controversial. He's just trying to really make you talk about the things that you yeah. love because, you know, he is very passionate about it. And thank you for, you know, chilling with me today talking you know we've talked before so yeah. again just thank you bro i really appreciate you and i can't say this enough that you really do inspire me bro yeah no thanks for having me on man it was, it was so great to see you and i'm very happy to hear that again that's what i'm i'm not i'm not saying i, I do it like like think about it all the time but yes i am trying to show like yo i could do this we could do this you could do it too you know what i'm saying because it's not just about me it's like i'm here for everybody i'm yeah. trying to this journey and that's the thing i loved about what i've been doing i get to meet great people like you you inspire me too bro just seeing the the, the passion the, the hard work like yeah that, that's what i'm talking about like seeing that level of energy lets me know i need to keep doing what i do yeah you know man my answer got you fired up you're about to get up and shit you that's know what it mean? bro let's so, go <laughs> so check it out people you gotta follow tony right here on his twitter so you know what i'm talking about uh, yo, I mean, homie is amazing, and also check him out on on, on his Twitch, Throw Down Show on Twitch. But you That's know, right. again, I mean, uh, on Twitter it's R O M U D E T H on Twitter, folks. Yeah, right? that's Rami. But, there you go. And then again, when are the new shows on Throw Down? Yeah, Throw Down every Thursday and Sunday night at 10:30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. Woo! Yeah, man, they're going to get grimy, they're going to get dirty, they're going to talk <laughs> games, they're going to talk some shit. They're going to get you feeling emotions. You better co join in, comment. That's for sure. This is my big homie. You better show him the love. You better follow him because I have mad respect for my homie right here. You know, he's part of my, I uh, may be Puerto Rican, he may be Dominican, but guess what? So we're from El Caribe. <laughs> so right there, yeah, you better check out, you know, my other tells you what to do, but make sure to check out my swag shop, check out the website, check out the cover case, check out my family, check out Tony, check out everybody. Much love, everybody. Tony. You're the man. Gracias, bro. All right, brother. Take care, man. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Conversations Podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 